You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. When I'm with you, I wonder why people do stop and stare and smile at us. When I'm with you, the sun shines my way, baby, I love reflects its rays of light. On everyone in the world when I'm with you. It's for real <laughs> what I feel when I'm with you. Hey. You be knowing all the verses. <laughs> I don't ever catch it to the hook. Most of the time, I be like, "What's happening?" I don't know. Your face too be so I'm gold. Like, I'm trying to figure out like what's happening exactly. I don't catch it until you get to the hook. Most <laughs> That's of the time, fine. I accept my strengths and my weaknesses. Praise That's- the Lord, nigga. <laughs> you got a song on your heart tonight, honey. <laughs> What's happening, sis? Not much, man. How are you doing? Living large, um, tired, exhausted, and here. And here and accounted for and ready. How was your week? Uh, It was cool. Busy. Very, very busy. You know, um, Holy Week is a very strenuous week for the body of Christ. But it's not as strenuous as it was for Christ himself. So I will not complain. I will say that I have been very, very busy and involved in things for the last seven days, but I would do it again. Why? Because Jesus did it all for me. So, yes, my feet hurt. <laughs> um, I'm sure. Because, listen, these 35-year-old feet just don't last in pumps as long as, long as they used to. Um, and I was in pumps quite a bit. I was standing tall for Jesus all week and all weekend. And today I wore Uggs because my feet hurt. <laughs> Chancletas. Man. I'm not mad at it. Um, it was a week of work. It was a week of work and getting ready for, for all of these events coming up. Um, we sold out. Oh, man. I can't believe it. I have literally been on the edge of vomiting all day long. <laughs> <laughs> like- I don't know what's happening. 
I'm just. I saying, don't either. It's gonna be a I whole don't know lot when. of people convened at the Arc Theater, uh, in just uh, in just I mean, in, in less than ten days now, or well, almost ten days less now. Than 10. Well, yes. let me see. Tomorrow will be the, yeah in ten days. Uh, <laughs> so um, I know that you all will be there, and I'm really excited to see you and meet you. I'm nervous though because I feel like you know. It's easy for me to engage Jade because we talk all the time. So I feel like I can talk and keep her attention for, you know, hours and hours. But it's going to be a lot of people in there um, just trying to think of ways to keep you all engaged and and invested and like not feeling like you wasted your money by coming to see us. It's just a a little bit of pressure, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. We're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a funky good time. Yeah, man. We're going to have lots of friends and loved ones coming to share and, and support us. And I, I'm jazzed. I'm, I'm a little nervous because I don't feel like I'm skinny enough. I want it to be, I want it to be skinny for the show and, and I don't know what I'm going to wear, but we're going to be, we're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't, I have no clue, but I have no idea what fine. I'm going to wear. None, none whatsoever. I haven't toned anything. I haven't toned a single, <laughs> single cell. It's like, but it's cool. It yeah. is what it is. And we're going to be there. Just get all the body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys so much for all oh my gosh, the yes. love. Everyone sending their congratulations and well wishes and thoughts and prayers. We are excited. We're going to bust at the Arc Theater in Southeast D.C. wide open on April 13th. Doors open at 7. If you don't got your ticket, I am very sorry. Because we are well, sold out. We are sold out, but we're not super sorry just yet. True. Because we have a couple tickets to give away. Um, we are looking for the first person to email us. Yeah, I know the email address. Use it. Getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Send us the date. The very first episode dropped. And you will win. A ticket to the live show. So you, yeah, this is this is your this is your late pass. This if you missed the bus because all the tickets are gone now, and you missed the bus and you want to come to the show, you can. This is your last chance while supplies last. Last chance, <laughs> last chance for love. All right, Donna Summers. So, yeah, make sure you do that. And listen, okay, please go. don't send the email if you're not going to come. If you live in Colorado <laughs> and you don't have a ticket to Washington, D.C., don't email us for the ticket. Please leave it for people who really, really want to attend and we're not able to get it. So we are looking forward to hearing from you guys. And we're super looking forward to seeing you all in the building. Y'all didn't have us out here. So now we got to deliver. We're going to deliver. We're going to do it. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, other than that, anything else going on in your life, sis, that we should be aware of? A, 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 a breast. Make us <laughs> a breast. Make us surprised. No, I, I no, it's just busy season. It's work season. I'll see you all in DC. I'll see you all in LA. I'll see everybody who came who uh, bought tickets for the dopest dinner party. Details will be super will be announced soon. And I'm just looking forward to doing all of this work. It's exciting. Very, 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 very exciting. And we're gonna get into the show because we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So let's get it going. Yeah. So if you want to head on into the trash, I'm sure there's plenty of it. <laughs>
Let's take out some funk. All right, then. When the funk hey, is the gonna be like, mm, It's going to smell like chicken. You know what? My brother used to say something. Gonna, <laughs> um, um, biscuits, grits, and ham. ham. <laughs> Come on with me. Mm-hmm. Smell with oh, me. Man. We gonna dance till we sweat. Gonna get all stanky hey. and wet. Well, all right. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. All right. Mm-hmm. Dancing to Old the man music. Booty Funky music. The Sea Party hey. Show was a great show. It was a good show. I. <laughs> I- did I tell you? I told you that the uh, remember we were in the car. We were coming back from Manhattanville, and Secret Lovers came on. Y'all remember when the Secret Lovers, Steve, Mister Hightower, and Piggy was supposed to sing Secret Lovers at the talent show, and Piggy got cold feet. She got stage fright in the middle of the song, or like right in the right in the beginning, like you know, because uh, Steve started out. She was supposed to come in. Here we are, right? So she got she got cold feet. And Cedric, <laughs> Cedric came from backstage and sung her part, right? <laughs> then, and they were singing Secret Lovers. And when they realized it was two men singing it to each other, they was like, Secret Lovers. Oh, no, we not. <laughs> Yo, I just remember watching that and screaming. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, to- I, I told you in the car. Oh yes, I was on the escalator today with Cedric the Entertainer. He was he was like uh, like below me, and I didn't even realize it until I was almost to the bottom. And I was like, Cedric, like I couldn't. It was just it just kind of came out. He turned around, and I was like, Oh shit, I don't have anything to say. And I was like, Shaka Shabli, because I. <laughs> Oh God! Isn't that what they used to drink? We get the low beats. That's low what they drink. Yes, shaka shabby, shaka shabby. And I immediately was like, "Why the fuck did I just say that?" And then he cracked up laughing, and everything was all right. He was so pleasant. He's he really so a nice guy. Good. I met him. I told you about the time I met him when I went to his show, and I came in late, and he like called me. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Tell God. the people what happened. I remember who I was with. I was with some friends. We were out of town. I think we're in Boston. I think I was visiting my friend Tennille. I don't know. Was it? I am so confused because like, I'm so old. I can't remember the details. But I was visiting somebody and we went to go see uh, Cedric the Entertainer show. And like I came in. We came in late. And then we like walked in. He was like, I know you don't think your tall ass is going to come in here. And me now. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Oh, oh. Oh my heavens! Like, I, <laughs> like, I know you didn't think you just gonna walk your tall self. Think don't you? Because I was like trying to tip in, like, because we were late. And he was like, "Oh, we can see you, sis. You like six one. I'm like, "Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You were the wrong one." Like, that oh, day. God. oh god! Oh my god! But he was so nice. He was so nice. I love him. He's so nice. So anyway, why, uh, let's finally get to the trash. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, we want to give our respects to the families of oh, the Mandelas, to the family yes. of Mandela. 81. Um, passed right? away. 81 and stunning. Old. And still so, slaying these hoes. I love Listen, oh my gosh. gorgeous. I mean, that fits that I would wear yes. now. 
and a beautiful person all around. And we know that she has endured so much. And so we wanted to first shout out. Rest in peace, man. All the love and respect. And then um, Mac announced that they are releasing their Leah collection, which we know has been uh, in conversation for a little while. And it's officially happening. So... It is the Mac Aaliyah collection coming out soon. I'm not sure which date it drops. Uh, but, yeah, for, so for all you makeup girls who are interested in that. I feel like Drake happening. is going to be front front row center in the line at the Mac. Front <laughs> row and center. He needs concealer to cover the bags oh, under yes. his eyes for all of the hours in the studio that he has spent. I was like, so... I'm trying to be on his Beyonce and post these hand t posts. Drake's ready to contour that beard for, for Jesus. So, in real life trash, Black China so, fought somebody okay. on Easter. And she fought somebody on Easter in a, in a onesie. Okay. With her child's toy car. So, I was trying to figure out, I, I asked the people, because I saw it on my timeline earlier this morning, and of course, I didn't have any context. And um, Of course. So, I was like, why? I, I believe I asked Asked Twitter, I said, who did Black China fight and why? And and the only information I was able to get was that they were at an amusement park and apparently someone tried to touch Dream, but I'm trying to figure out, yes. like, un- wh- how? Like, touch them like, oh, that's a cute little girl, let me pinch her cheeks, or like, touch her inappropriately, or just touch her, period. Like, but she... Probably, like, she's so cute, which... I'm going to say, like, I don't ever really err on the side of Black China. <laughs> Not a lie. I, I was on the Black China train for two seconds when I thought she was winning. But anyway, uh, um, I not, I generally don't err on the side of Black China. However, if somebody touches my child and I don't know you, like, you got to move around with all of it. It is. It is. It is. Um, some people do take liberties and, and it's very odd and strange. Like, I've never reached out to touch anyone's child yeah. without permission like a total stranger baby i've never ever seen before yeah nah Mm -mm. so i i guess i would understand her being upset but i don't i don't know and i'm not a mom but i would hope that it would be more i won't say i would hope but like there's got to be more to the story than someone just saying oh what a precious baby and reaching for her to be tearing things up the way that she was in the video like yeah like i don't okay so for one I don't. I, I don't well, want to. I don't want to. Well, maybe fighting. she was just tired. I don't know. I don't want to be fighting in front of my child. Like I just don't really want. Like I understand. Because that's what I was saying. I was like, well, where was the baby? Because I mean, <laughs> clearly not in the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are too. She swung that down. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what she was trying to do with it. And all those people. And they, and why were there so many people that were around her to stop her? I'm like, well, who are all these people? Who are right. all of these people? Like, why are you like, letting her throw this Barbie? I just needed more Lily. information. I need someone to come forward. And I saw her little dress. Did she make a tweet? Was it a tweet or an Instagram post? And she was just like, I don't usually resort to violence. And I'm like, girl, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> stripper from Maryland or DC? Like, you. You, you, like, but we've seen an unlimited amount of petty come from you. I don't, resorting to violence, I don't, like, this is not a foreign concept. And I told you all the Old Navy story. Yes, you have. Were you right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and that lady, she threatened my child. So, of course, in that moment, I, you know, like I lost all sense and sensibility. But on a normal basis, um, I, you know, I just don't foresee myself really wilding out like that. Unless, but so I, I, I'm going to hope that her reaction was warranted. I don't know. I don't know the details of who the person was or whatever. Some little girl tried to hop up on the shade room and say it was her. And for if it was her from the way she was talking, then I probably would have sworn. Well, I missed that. Too, and a number what, what? of other I'm things. I'm... <laughs> the girl was like, I don't know if she was lying, though, because we live in an age where so many there are Internet trolls and there are so many people who want attention, even if it's negative attention. So I don't know if this was the actual woman or not. But if it was, she got on the Internet and said it was her. And Black China is stupid. And, you know, she was like, you know, it's not even worth all of that and blah, 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 blah. And just just petty (laughs) bird talk and (laughs) petty bird talk. And like I said, from what I read, if somebody was talking to me like that, if she came with that sense of entitlement, I probably would have fought her, too. But. I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't I try not to act like that in front of my kid. I'm not saying I've been perfect, but I try not to. So I'm going to hope that her reaction was warranted. That's all I got to say about that. I hope her body is insured. You're going to be out there fighting. Girl, I hope you have all of those parts insured. Everything that you bought. The minute somebody pops a titty, it's over. Like, one of those, one of those butt cheeks concave. What you going to do then? <laughs> what you going to do then? She's going to be walking around like a person who loses one high heel. <laughs> Just out here looking like a backwards parenthesis or something. You got to be more careful, China. You got to be more careful. <laughs> you got to be careful. You have thing, You have other things to worry to about, about this my, point, my lady. You <laughs> take a couple seconds. You have things like actual <laughs> parts take a couple to seconds lose. and assess the situation. I'm saying, just think, just think. <laughs> like I bought these. Somebody can rip these uh, earring cheeks out of my face. You know what I'm saying? Somebody a, can pop quick... one of my titties or my butt cheeks or my Listen, calves, maybe my hips. I don't know. <laughs> just, I mean. Just a quick cost-benefit analysis is all I'm saying. Nobody's shaming your the work that you've gotten done. We're just saying you might want to protect your magic. Um, we all told to protect our investments. <laughs> That's sound financial, uh, sound financial advice. We're just trying to look out for you, Angela. Moving right along. Jay-Z started a scholarship fund along with his oh, mother. Oh, Sean. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. Sean and Gloria Carter have started oh, a scholarship fund together to uh, support high school students and, and, and college students, even those who have been incarcerated, by giving them um, sums of money. I think it's anywhere from fifteen to $2,500 towards their education. Um, and I know that fifteen dollars to $2,500 can cover at least a semester in community college. So I applaud them for that. If you can help out the masses, then by all means, use your power and your financials to do so. Um, <clears throat> if they need somebody to, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to, you want me to review some applications? Just call me. I'll cook lunch. So hit me, you know, whatever you need me to do. I'm willing to support this initiative. I, I stand by it. Yeah. Fully. I have my full endorsement. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'll cook dinner. Noah can play with Blue <laughs> and keep her company. They might even create like Wash the Throne too. So I'm oh, just. Oh, look at them. I see that actually happening. That can be. That makes sense. Um, totally. Hey, so we said it here first. Stacy Dash has dropped out of the congressional race. 
I mean, we knew that was going to come just like Wednesday comes after Tuesday. I mean, that was, you can see that coming. I mean, I, that was we smelled literally because it was actual garbage, actual basura. I mean, because two plus two is always going to equal four. Every time. Stacey Dash in Congress is just never going to add up to anything. <laughs> Negative 3.75. Just, just wrong. <laughs> just does not compute. Error, 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 no. error, error, error. E-R-R. No. So, so yeah, that's all we're going to spend on that. But she's she's done. She finished. I hope she's found the nearest seat. I f- hope she's found the nearest garbage can. Oh, Lord. Um, and then, have you seen the video of Fabulous Wilding Out? So, I have not. And I think that um, I heard about it. I think because I, I went out um, on Friday to celebrate uh, my friend Kia's birthday. Happy birthday, Kia. Me and Tania, we, we went out. Um, and Tania asked me about it, and I, and I said... And I said that I was going to, you know, do my Googles, but I just hadn't. So I don't know all of the details, but I guess. So I'm guessing that that there's like footage of of him being abusive. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what led up to it. I don't know any of the backstory, but uh, there is footage of him having uh, got escalated to a point where he's screaming and he's threatening that he is going to shoot. I think he said he's going to shoot her father. Oh my lord! And I want to say he said he would shoot her, but I don't remember, so don't quote me on that. Um, but he is very, very pissed. Uh, she did hide or take one or two of his guns that were in the house because she feared for her safety. Um, and so that is what I'm reading potentially led up to it, but I'm sure that's not the entire cause. I'm not sure where the, what the altercation origin is, but there's footage of him uh, threatening like physically threatening to shoot her father. I know at least her father. So that's um that's super disheartening. It's never okay. Uh no matter It's disgusting. Yeah, like I don't care. I don't want to hear nothing. And this is where Ashley niggas come into effect because they love to be like, well what she do to get him so mad. No. It doesn't it it's not okay. It's not okay to be threatening to shoot the mother of your children or the grandfather of your children. You know, somebody like or anybody for that matter, like it's it's just never okay for you to be acting. Whose footage was it? Where were they? That I don't know. They were at home. They were in their yard. So somebody was watching them and recording. Somebody recorded it. And it is on the internet. So I don't know what's gonna come of that, but it's not a great day for some for for some of our uh New York rappers between him and Jewel's. Um, oh, with the forest oh, gumping no, through no, the airport. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Run, Jewels, run! <laughs> that dumb nigga. I can't even like. I can't even feel bad for him. What in your idiot box ass mind didn't make you check your luggage to make sure there wasn't an entire <clears throat> handgun in there when you Most know how? Strange- right. Most like. <laughs> Fury said this at one of the live shows. I don't remember which one, but most adults, when you are traveling and on your way to the airport, as you're leaving, there's a checklist that you run through mentally. Do I have, do my I have any weed in my bag? You know, do I have <laughs> my keys? Have I, have I turned the lights off? Have I left any appliances on? Have I removed I any? 
guns. <laughs> Have I removed Tasers. any guns, drugs, alcohol, any Pepper sort spray. of weapon? Or like, you just run through. If you know that you're going to be anywhere near TSA, you take stock <laughs> of what is in your possession. Like most Absolutely. adults, like most people, when they know they're going to the airport, you don't just like happenstance to the airport under most under most circumstances you don't just like oh i'm gonna stop by the airport and get on a plane like most of us know you, you know you have to plan these things in advance so i mean it's it, it is inexcusable that it's people dumb. are still showing up to the airport with weapons and if your strain is that strong man listen where you can't even check to make sure that you don't have personables <laughs> your carry-on bag that could get you uh, arrested and put in prison for the next three to five years. Um, and you have priors. Oh, they make me tired. Ooh, niggas be doing some dumb ass. Ooh, they just do some dumb stuff sometimes. But anyway, that's all we got for trash because I'm irritated at this point. And I, I think that's enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the shout out to our sisters. Okie donkie. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, y'all, it's time for shout out to my sis. And I've got, I got a sis I'm about to shout out. <laughs> um, so this week's shout out to my sis uh, is uh, my good friend, Nicole Alexis. She is the owner and proprietor of Primp Beauty Studio in Washington, D.C. Um, it's, it's pronounced Primp, but it's spelled P-R-M-P. And it is a uniquely chic beauty studio whose mission is to provide an elevated beauty experience through a customized approach to primping. They offer, uh, it's a, it's a um, studio. They offer um, eyebrow services, um, precision eyebrow shaping. Uh, they specialize in full natural classic brow shapes that complement each individual. They also uh, offer a full waxing suite. You can get all of your unwanted hairs removed in a very luxurious setting. And there's also a, a lash lounge where lash extensions are available. Classic, classic full set. And then, you know, all the relash and all that other stuff. Uh, I will leave all of, they also offer um, brow tinting, lash tinting services. There's also a full makeup um, studio, makeup offerings. They have a bridal uh, program. So everybody be sure to check out Print Beauty Studio um, it's in located in uh, Washington D.C. I will leave the um, website in the description box, um, and I want you guys to support Nicole. Nicole started Primp. Um, I think it's almost two years ago now, and you know it's really grown into a thriving business. She's been featured on NBC Washington a couple of times, and she's uh, hosted countless successful events. And she's really you know grown her brand and her business in a way that I'm super proud of. Um, also, uh, she's recently been added to the Purpose Seekers Tour, which will be stopping in Washington, D.C. next Tuesday, April 10th. And the Purpose Seekers Tour is um, a tour that is um, dedicated to helping Black women specifically gain the steps that they need in order to, to set up their businesses for optimal success. Uh, the theme of the tour is the six-figure setup. Um, and... It's coming to a city near you. The tour consists of industry leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs who endeavor to assist others with prospering in purpose. The Purpose Seekers Tour six-figure setup is presented um, 
by Tiffany Gillespie, who is a strategist, event coordinator, and a business consultant. The inspiration for the tour was birthed from frustrations that Tiffany faced in developing a company and brand that yielded six figures annually. So the speakers on this tour will assist attendees in creating a blueprint for six-figure success in their career or business. At each stop, the speakers will share personal testimonies, real tips to success that work for them and the actions that they took to create a profitable brand and more. So the tour is going to be in D.C. next week. After that, it's going to be in Baltimore on April 12th. Then they're going to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Dallas, Texas, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I will leave um, the Purpose Seekers Tour information. Nicole will be one of the featured speakers at the tour next week. So please, 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 ladies, Support Nicole, support Print Beauty Studio, support the Purpose Seekers Tour and get your lives and be sure to tell everyone that Kia sent you. Yes. I'm really proud of you, Nikki. Keep shining, sis. Keep shining. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) Come on and change your key. I heard you. Take them down. Thank you, Her drunk self. Okay. That's all for shout out to my sense. Let's go on and sit at this kitchen table. Oh, let do it. This week's podcast is brought to you by Everly Well. Let's be real. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible. Not to mention figuring out how much it'll cost you or what your results mean. But now it's easy to order the test you want at everlywell.com. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests from food sensitivity, which measures your sensitivity to 96 different foods that may be causing you discomfort, to testing your metabolism, to even doing an at-home STD test. Yep, you can test for STDs all from your own home. Each test is physician-reviewed, private, simple, and processed through a certified lab. All you have to do is head to everlywell.com, choose your test, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everly Well Certified Lab Partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in just days. Everly Well is so convenient. No more sitting in waiting rooms, no more mystery bill, and no more waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code GROWN to take 15% off your first order. That's E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L.com, promo code GROWN, for 15% off your first order. Take control of your health today with Everly Wells at home health test. Your test on your time and on your terms. It's time for the kitchen table talk where we sit around the kitchen table and discuss all things adulting. You know what I didn't do? I did not welcome the people to the show formally, but now I guess it's too late. But you know that here on Getting Grown, we talk about all things adulting, right? Um, This week, we're going to continue. Actually, we're going to conclude our discussion of Tamara Winfrey Harris's book, The Sisters Are All Right. Um, we had to take a, a little break from the book last week because we had our very, we had an awesome special guest, yes. Sonia Lewis of the, uh, the studentloandoctor.com, giving out major keys and awesome advice about getting our, our financial lives together. And we did not um, plan so that episode with, uh, we did not plan that with the friend zone. <laughs> it just, so it just worked out that way. We was in the spirit. We, we was, was in the spirit. spirit. The universe was speaking to you. As friend, as friend and I, friend and I talked about that. We were just like alignment. A lot of things were just in alignment. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's what happens when you just, you know, you're tuned in. You're tuned in. Um, so yeah, this week we're gonna conclude uh the March Book Club discussion. 
And I'm pretty sure we should probably just go ahead and announce it now that we've made an executive decision with mm. regards to April's book. <laughs> um, I know we said that we were going to do the poll, but it was just, there was so much buzz around this book. And then I happened to read the book and, you know, it completely snatched my wig back. My wig is still hanging on the doorknob after reading this book. We're going to be reading An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Cannot wait. Man, you've got to get your life. When I tell you I read this book in a day and a half, mm. that's just how in it I was. Um, but we're going to read that and discuss that. So ladies, get in compliance. I promise you this is a book that you're going to want to read. It is filled with all of the mess that keeps us glued to our televisions to watch that trash reality TV. But it's, it's, it's just in book form and it is, it is lit. You will not be, you will not be sorry. So head to your nearest bookstore or Kindle or iPad or however you read audio book. It's all available there as well. So. Get on Can and I get wait? in compliance. Reading American Marriage. We're going to have all kinds of good conversation about that book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, today we're going to conclude our discussion of the Sisters All Right in the very same way that Tamara concluded the, the book with a very important discussion about Black women's health. Um, I know that my pages don't sync up because I read on the Kindle app on my iPad or my iPhone, whichever one I can get to. But there is a, a quote on page 103. It's, it might not be page 103 in the book. I know it's on, it's on, it's like the second paragraph of chapter seven. So oh, it's like yeah. the first. Okay, awesome. So um, it says, many of the ills that plague black women are lifestyle diseases that may be prevented by self-care, but too often the expectation that they live up to the strong black women myth means women fail to show compassion to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, that really punched me in the gut. As Jade and I were talking about, you know, prior to recording, this chapter hit home for the both of us because we were able to see the ways and, uh, you know, this applied to our lives and our own families. So we wanted to have a conversation about the major themes in this chapter and some of the things that are going on, um, just, you know, to contextualize some of the health issues that, you know, we face as, as a community um, and some of the, the proactive ways that we can um, take better care of ourselves to combat some of the um, things, you know, the health issues, the health conditions and, and things that have been plaguing us. So I found an article published on self.com. Um, in 2017 that outlined the eight health conditions that disproportionately affect black women. Um, so I'm going to read those really quickly and then we'll jump into, uh, the book a bit more. So, um, the first one, um, is heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. So in 2016, 46 of every hundred thousand black women died from strokes. Only 35 of every hundred thousand white women died of strokes. And the same rate black women get diagnosed with diabetes at almost double the rate of white women. So there are tons of issues and, you know, public health concerns that may be contributing factors to these, this disparity. But, you know, all that aside, the bottom line is that the issue, um, the health, the conditions of heart disease, stroke and diabetes affect our communities in ways that, that, um, it may not affect other communities. So, these are things that we need to have knowledge of so that we can pay more attention to how we take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, the second uh, 
the second um, health condition that disproportionately affects Black women is breast cancer, followed by cervical cancer, uh, followed by fibroids, and then premature delivery. So those four, I thought was really interesting. Those four all connecting to our reproductive health um, and how it's important for us to pay attention to uh, that uh, because these are major concerns that, you know, are often go undiagnosed. And as a result, you know, they can get out of control before we have a chance to do something about it. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say what I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, fibroids, well, you know, they're very, it's a, it's, it's run a high risk as a black woman as it is, uh, but they run in my family. And most women in my family have had them. My grandmother's had them. My mother had them. My aunt has had them. Um, and my mother had to have a hysterectomy at like 36. So I know that that's something that I personally have to, you know, content, continue to watch and make sure that I keep a keep a track of because that can get out of control really, really fast. Yeah, same here. My mom and all her sisters dealt with it as well. And I, I believe all of them have had hysterectomies at this point. Yeah. Um, so that is a, that is a real thing. Um, the sixth health condition is sickle cell disease. Um, um, and then STDs, uh, and the last one is mental health issues. Black people are 10% more likely to report experiencing serious psychological distress than white people. Um, and that's a, a statistic according to the department, um, that was published by the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health. I thought I that was interesting. That yeah. I was about to hmm. say, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. It's like, because, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Not funny, but like, really? I'm like, y'all was really surprised by that? You just got to laugh. Sometimes you just got to laugh because it's like, really, white people with your reports. Exactly. Really. So we're we're stressed. We're stressed and we're bothered. I wonder why. Exactly. (laughs) We're just going to leave that right there. We're just going to leave that right there. Um, Black women are especially vulnerable to wrestling with their mental health, consistently reporting higher feelings of sadness, hopelessness, worthlessness in the sense that everything is an effort. Um, everything is done in an effort than, than white women do. Black women are frequently that. I don't know. That was a quote. I don't know what they meant by that. The sense that everything. Yeah, I think that was a typo or I left out a word. I'm sorry, but black women are frequently the pillars of our community, taking care of everyone's health, but our own. Um, but it's very important for women to practice self-care and not forget about themselves when trying to be so strong. That was a, mm-hmm. a quote from the self.com article, which I will make sure that that is linked in the description box. So um, that parallel really nicely with uh, Tamara Winfrey Harris's um, discussion of health in chapter seven, health, fat, sick and crazy the discussion kind of broke down into the major themes. Um, the first one being a lack of attention to and proactivity about our own needs um, most often because we're preoccupied with the needs of others. So, right. you know, we're always running around here trying to save the world and fix everything and be perfect that we don't pay attention to the signals that our bodies send us. Um, and, and sometimes aren't even sending us, but we don't, you know, take the care enough to do things like maintain, you know, regular, regular doctor's appointments and right, preventative. things. Yeah. Those things that, that we should be doing to make sure that as we age, because I mean, it's just a fact of life that like, as you age and get older and get growner, 
your body is not <laughs> going to be able to do the things that it did when you were younger. So, you know, oh, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be specially attuned to your body. And I think I'm definitely guilty of not paying attention to, uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of floating along and not realizing even this weekend, um, running around for Easter and, and, you know, all the things that I had to do at church and literally like realizing it was, it was, it was, I was at choir rehearsal on Saturday morning, leaving choir rehearsal at one o'clock, realizing that I hadn't had a meal. Um, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Um, and then the same thing, you know, I couldn't sleep. Um, Saturday night I had to be at church at like six 45 in the morning after not sleeping. Like it was just, so here it is after, you know, Sunday evening, Sunday evening, I'm feeling like I've been run over by trucks. And do you think that I sat down? No, I didn't. Um, so I think it's something that we're, we all can be guilty of, you know, that just being so preoccupied with what we have to do that we aren't listening, that we are not listening to our bodies. And when we don't do that, our body will do drastic things in order to get our attention. Or you'll lose your mind. <laughs> uh, you know, you you will literally lose. I, when I was planning the wedding with the two year olds, and we were basically we were already like living together, like we were already where we were. Um, I was going to work during the day, going to bartend at night, recording, <laughs> and planning the full wedding. And I, when I tell you one night in that club, I about lost my mind. I dropped an entire bus tub of wine glasses. Threw that shit on the ground and I was like, I'm done. I quit because a nigga could not take it anymore. I just literally could not take another second of anybody breathing in my direction. And that's not good. (laughs) You can't get to those points. Like you can't get to those points of getting ready to lose your mind and busting out on everybody because you're not taking care of yourself. It's just it's not good for you. Those stress levels are not good for you. So. And I think we we should also make note of, you know, some of the structural and systemic issues that contribute to the health issues that we experience in our community. So, you know, lack of health, lack of health care, lack of information, lack of access to nutritious foods like living in food deserts and things like that. There are Mm -hmm. some of us who are limited in what we even have available to us when it comes to taking better care of ourselves. So um, it's not all our fault, right? So there are things that we are responsible to do, but then, you know, in that we also have to acknowledge that there are some things that are, you know, structured, you know, things about our society that, you know, affects our communities, um, you know, negatively. And as such, those of us who are not in those positions always have to be conscious and careful to look out for the people who we know may be in those positions. So that often happens in the ways community services, volunteering, giving back, trying to be a part of solutions and, and not just witnessing problems, but trying to do something about it to not only, you know, ensure the health of yourself um, and the people that you care about, but the health of others as well. Absolutely. And I know lack of resources is a huge issue um, within our community. Like, I, you know, I, I predominantly live in, and in, 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 I live, I, I always live in predominantly black areas. And you notice that in those areas, especially with how much I pay attention to what I feed my family and what I feed myself, 
the meat is halfway expired. The produce mm-hmm. is not always the freshest. You know what I'm saying? And those are problems. And those are things that are not in your control. But there are other things that we can do to try to combat that um, and how we're shopping or where we're going or what have you. And so access is not always our friend, but there are ways that we can work around that. And so we want to try to utilize those resources as much as possible, whether it be uh, community co-ops. I know a lot of places in Brooklyn doing co-ops that don't cost very much and you get tons of fresh produce. Community gardens as well. Yeah, community gardens. Like there are ways to work around some of those the there, systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, urban areas. There, there, there are those of us who are trying to to take those steps to, you know, build an oasis in the food deserts and making nutritious, healthy, um, affordable food available um, so that people who need it can access it. Um, the same can be said also for information and proper health care. Also, given the insurance crisis that we're facing in this country, um, it's not always, you know, just not having access to health care, but quality health care is a big thing. Um, I did some research. It's just even as we continue to to grow older, as I alluded to in the beginning of the segment, like we have to be more attentive. So regular doctor visits is, is a big deal. Um, and it's, and there are things that we should be asking our doctors or ensuring that our doctors do while at those visits that, um, you know, just to make sure, like you, you can't always just trust that the doctor now, now hardly ever trust the doctor. (laughs) Most of the time, you know, adulting is all about speaking up and asking questions and being as informed as possible. And if you're in a situation with a doctor who you do not feel is respecting your opinion or, um, you know, respecting your questions or being open to your, um, inquiries about your body, your health, the things that you're experiencing, then it's okay for you to find another doctor um, or, you know, get other opinions, see specialists, um, do whatever you have to do to get the information that you need. I got a DM uh, this week, uh, this weekend from a young lady who has been experiencing some pain and discomfort. She's heard me talk about my RA and um, she asked me about my diagnosis and I made sure that I responded to her because I I can um, relate to this. I think a lot of us, because of the the internet and, and shows like Doctor Oz and you know things, you know you know the, the the different shows that we watch on TV that that are based on healthcare hospitals mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. A lot of us feel YouTube. We got we feel like we have uh, degrees and can diagnose ourselves. WebMD <laughs> at WebMD Medical. WebMD will right. tell you your day. WebMD Medical School, all that. Um, we have to be very careful about that. Um, use the internet and those kind of things to verify or to clarify, but don't ever use it as your sole means or mechanism for figuring out what's going on with you. She thought that she may have had, you know, maybe dealing with RA based on some symptoms, and I'm just like, that's all well and fine if you're feeling some discomfort, but. Um, she said she hadn't been able to get to the doctor yet. I was like, don't claim anything without um, having, you know, a, a confirmed, sure diagnosis. And a lot of times mm-hmm. that happens through blood work or whatever other biopsies, whatever testing the, you know, the doctors has, have in place to rule out 
things. Cause really doctors are trained to kind of assess and um, like they rule out, they, they make decisions based on what they're able to rule out. So we can't go in there with our assumptions and thinking what, what it might be. Cause you'll run yourself crazy uh, with that. So when you go to the doctor, be as informed as possible, as informed as, as possible. Um, there are, there are tons of resources on the internet. I was doing some, some Google searching in preparation for this segment there are checklists for doctors that you should be seeing in your twenties and doctors that you should be seeing, um, you know, in your thirties, we all sh- and how often you should be seeing them. Like, for example, everybody should be going to a primary care physician at least once a year and getting a checkup, mm-hmm. um, and making sure when you get that checkup that you're getting your blood work done, um, and getting other screenings that you should have as, as, you know, spe- specifically as a woman. So, you know, things like getting um, your pap smears, things like getting your blood glucose levels checked, getting your cholesterol and blood pressure checked to combat, you know, that uh, stroke and heart disease um, and diabetes, you know, your blood glucose levels. You should get those things checked. You should be going to the eye doctor because, you know, there's studies around, around like glaucoma and things kind of starting to surface as we get older. You should be getting your dental cleanings at least once a year, but more like every six months because the older you get, you know, your teeth are often the first things to go, ladies. <laughs> and you don't want to oh, be out here God. with your grill undone. So, um, you really don't. Like a British listen, so we, just, <laughs> That's not we what have you to want. be really intentional about these kinds of things. And it's important and we can't put it off. Um, and we can't, you know what I'm saying? We spending money on bags and shoes and, you know, we have to take care of our bodies. Otherwise, we won't have any, right. you know, our shoes will be sitting here while we're in wheelchairs and hospital beds because we have not done due, due, due diligence. We have to do things in order. Go to the doctor, ask yes. questions, um, verify, go to specialists. And I, you know, use the benefits that you have if you have them. If you have health insurance, you should be going yes. to your doctors regularly. You should be taking full advantage of all your benefits um, packages. And this is especially um, critical for us as Black women because we leave a lot on the table. Um, in the book, Tamara Harris Perry was talking about how Black women usually have, we always got millions of sick days because we refu- we be having all kinds of diseases, going to work, stressed and tired and hurting and aching. And if you look in our HR file, we got about 200,000 sick days. It's like, well, sis, why are, you not, right. why are you not taking care of yourself? And when I read it, I was triggered. I was like, guilty as charged, guilty, 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 guilty. So it's just important that we, we get out there and do what we got to do to make this to, to make sure that we are, you know, continuing to get growner and growner because, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You got, and, and, and like he has said, you have to use your resources. Take it from me. I was pregnant on Medicaid. I was pregnant on Medicaid and I had to do a ton of research myself. We were poor, poor, poor when I was pregnant. We were on Medicaid and food stamps. And I had to try to use every single resource that I could find in order to make sure that I took care of my my health and took care of my baby. And so you have the resources out there. Like they're definitely out there. It's just a matter of 
figuring out what those are, uh, processes and steps. And if that means that you have to ask questions and find people who know what they're talking about, or you have to do extra research, then you have to do that. But maintaining our health is key. Um, for sure. Absolutely. We have to do it like without question, because honestly, you know, people are dying and I don't want to get all morbid and weird right now, but there are people who are dying younger and younger. And this is an issue that's happening, mm-hmm. especially with black women. You read stories all the time of black women, you know, passing away during childbirth or like their childbirth revealing other health comp- complications that they had and weren't aware of until the pregnancy. And then as a result, you know, they lose their lives. And I don't, I'm not saying that that was their fault or anything like that, but I'm just saying that we hear these stories. You don't have to be old to die anymore. That's just the bottom line. No. Um, and we just should do the things that, that we won't be able to avoid. Um, unfortunately, the, many of us, self-included, have to deal with health conditions that we never really wanted, but we have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want something like a health scare or a death in your family or another, you know, serious prognosis or diagnosis in your family to wake you up um, or trigger you into being more proactive about your health when you could be making better choices um, on your own. Now, I want to I want to switch okay. it a little bit um, because I th- all of that is super gold and key, and we want to make sure to take s- note of it and heed. Uh, I feel like you're talking directly <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, girl, go to the doctor. Girl, your eyes are bad. Go get them checked. <laughs> but so I appreciate that. But I wanted to flip the script a little bit because um, in the book, under the, I don't know what you want to call it, carrying the weight on page mm-hmm. 107, um, it talks about Boris Kojo, and I think we mm-hmm. mentioned it before about his unsolicited opinions about Black women and their health and diabetes, um, which is why we 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 talk about all of the preventative measures that we need to take. But we don't want to also perpetuate the the narrative that Black women don't take care of themselves True. at all, because we have Erica Nicole Kendall, uh, who was mentioned in the book. She's the founder of the website A Black Girl's Guide to Weight Loss, who said that. All of these jokes and things that like Kojo said that evoke the image of a chicken eating Mammy Jezebel and blaming black women's rate of obesity solely on laziness and a lack of willpower burns Mm -hmm. her toast. (laughs) She said it really burns her toast. And we know that there are a lot of black girls out there who are focusing on um, not necessarily weight loss, but just healthy journeys that will help you uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, you have Jessamine who focus on uh, who focuses on yoga. You know what I'm saying? And I love her because she is a plus size black woman, not necessarily in the standard of what America finds beautiful. I find her beautiful, but not what America right. finds beautiful. But she's showing you and and going completely against that that narrative by saying, hey, look. I'm a black woman. I'm a plus size black woman, but I'm flexible as hell. I'm about to split <laughs> on you hoes. <laughs> and I have my health, my wealth, my prosperity. Like she's a dope example. And I know we yeah, have there's so many people. There. There's black women's health is even almost an industry now in and of itself. I mean, if you search Instagram, you'll find Absolutely. loads of black women who are physical trainers and nutritionists and 
coaches who are specializing. So I, I think that the resources are out there and they're being made available to us. And this, like, I'm glad you raised that point because this is not to say we don't want to perpetuate the, the idea that black women are not taking care no, of themselves. But I, I guess we just do, we do want to, um, you know, add to the, um, conversation, the, on, the conversation that it, that mm-hmm. exists, um, on the internet and in social media spaces, you know, and just kind of saying, because sometimes we just got to talk about it. Like, you know, I mean, sis, have you made your appointment for your annual at the gyno? Like, have you, have you done it? Have you gone? <laughs> like, when's your next dentist Word. appointment? I mean, and this is like self-included, like next week, I'm going to make it a priority that this week I'm going to get my calendar out and I'm going to, to make my appointments. I know I, I, I'm going to make my Same. appointments. I'm going to make, I know that I have a checkup. My last checkup was, in August. So I need to do that one around, um, the summertime, but you know, as far as, you know, my pap smear and all those other things, I know that I need to get that done and I'm going to make a commitment and maybe we should have a challenge. Let's all make a commitment this month before April is out. We're going to make our appointments to the doctor, um, to just, you know, get checked out, get everything that we just make sure that we're all in working and functioning order. And if not, then we're, we're going to take the steps that are necessary to get back in work and function in order. By next week, I will report to you all every appointment that I have made because I, I'm going to tell you all and hold myself accountable. I literally have to do everything. That's a bet. Right now. <laughs> That's a bet. I literally owe myself. I, ha- I am due for a pap. I'm due for a physical exam. I'm due for... Baby, I'm about 20 years <laughs> past an eye exam. Like, <laughs> like, poor things are hanging on for dear life. So I'm going to make all my appointments. And by next week, I will report to you all the date of each and every appointment to hold myself and yourself. Um, absolutely. I'm going to join you. Um, before we wrap this conversation, yes. I'm, I'm not going to conclude. I mean, I'm going to conclude with this and not to um, to say that Okay, I'm going to just talk about it very briefly. I know that we need to have another episode where we get into it um, more in more detail with more depth. But I think Mm -hmm. that um, we don't want to with this focus on health and our physical body and our our physical bodies and the health of our our bodies. We cannot neglect, um, you know, mental health and mental health care um, as well. Mm It's very important Absolutely. that as just like we're checking in and making sure that our hearts and, and, and other organs are fully functioning, it's very critical that we do that same work for our minds and our spirits. So like I said, we're going to have You're another really episode soon where we get into that mental health checkup space in greater depth. But um, we, yeah. didn't, we, we couldn't have. Right. Deserves, and we could not have uh, an, an, ep- um, an episode where we focus on black women's health and black women's health issues and not talk about mental health, um, mental health awareness. Um, because that is something that we as a community have not talked about out loud for a long time. And it's time out for that. True indeed. So I think they're going to wrap up the kitchen table right there, but you know, before we do that, we want to thank you all everyone for participating in the first uh, book discussions for our the first month of our getting grown yes. book club um we actually caught the attention of the author of the sisters the sisters are all right tamara um 
Hey. Tamara uh, Winfrey Harris reached out to Jade and I via email and she sent us a really good, a really cute email. She says, so when a couple folks messaged me with a link to the Getting Grown podcast, I was thrilled because A, cool new black cast to listen to and B, oh my God, they are totally discussing my book. Thank you so much for signaling, signal boosting my work and for your very real and thoughtful discussion. I'm loving listening to it. I can never get enough of black women talking about and to and about us. Um, she also, yeah. She also reached out to us on Facebook, but she wanted to send an email just to follow up. So we wanted to thank you so much, uh, Tamara. We were honored that the your book was chosen for our first, uh, you know, our first the first month of our book club. Um, I think it, it. I mean, it was an awesome read, and I definitely learned a lot, uh, gained a lot of new perspective, and it inspired me to you know think about things differently. Um, so thank you for your work, Tamara. Was also nice enough to offer. Um, one of our listeners, a signed book. Um, she's going to drop that in the mail and also an audio book, a CD of an audio book. So Jade and I are going to think of yes. a way to determine a winner. Cause we didn't do that <laughs> before the show, yes. but no, um, we did not. <laughs> by next week, or maybe I'll do some sort of post on Twitter or social media this, uh, this week. Um, and we'll do a giveaway. If you want a signed copy of Tamara Winfrey Harris's book, uh, leave a comment, send us a tweet and we'll, you know, get them all together. Maybe we'll just like, you know, use a random number generator and just pick a winner based on the ones that we receive. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So please do that. Please do that. Strong suit. And I want to close out if I may. Oh, bet. Yes. With a couple of lines from the epilogue, um, that I thought would be great to close out the entire discussion. Um, they don't even need any conversation. They just are what they are. As much as I want to just be, I actually am far stronger than most. I love that about us. We are all right because we recognize our worth as individuals and appreciate the knowledge that brought us into that space. What is wrong with Black women? Simple answer, not a damn thing. So thank you so much, um, Tamara Winfrey Harris, for letting us discuss your book and not suing us for anything or <laughs> and offering us a signed copy for our readers. And it was a dope, dope, dope read. And I'm super excited to, to kick off the book club and to continue on. Ow. Good times. Okay. okay Let's move on to the, uh, honesty be easy. Today's episode is also brought to you by Tomboy X. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Underwear with more frills than function. Underwear your mom got you to fem you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras. All in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints. All with options from extra small to 4X. Regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. So I got my Tomboy X stuff. I got some active shorts. I got some boxer briefs because everybody knows I love me a boxer brief. I got a t-shirt and a rise up beanie. So I'm super excited about all of mine. I wore my drawers the other day and let me tell you, they were everything and more. No wedgies, no nothing. Go to tomboyx.com forward slash grown and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Getting Grown listeners will get an extra 15% off with the code G-R-O-W-N 
Again, just use the code GROWN for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com forward slash GROWN. Honestly? Truly. Honesty box time. Okay. Hello, ladies. I first want to say I really love listening to your podcast. The energy you two give me. Make it through the work week is priceless. Thank you so much. This question is for Jade. I want to remain anonymous, and since it's related to bartending, you can call me Tipsy TT. LOL. All right. Tipsy TT. <laughs> as long as you know. <laughs> Let me. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Hi, Jade. I'm in my late 20s, very late as in pushing. Thank you for greeting Kia as well. Very late as in pushing 30 in about eight months. (laughs) And I'm at a point in my life where I'm tasting a lot of things to find out what my interests truly are. With that being said, I'm about to take a course to become a certified bartender. I think I'll enjoy the atmosphere and I hear bartenders are in high demand. The only thing is I don't drink alcohol at all. However, I am a social butterfly and very much a people's person. Based on your experience, have you ever encountered a successful bartender who doesn't drink at all? Also, what attitude or approach should I have entering the bartending field? And how do you handle folks who may get a little too drunk and start getting a little rude? Any advice would help. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, a struggling artist in adults, a.k.a. Tipsy Tipsy T.T. You better give her a song. sound like Adventures to Tipsy T.T. That's what this is about to be. That's exactly what this is about to be because bartending is an adventure. Um, I have so many fun and not fun stories during bartending. Probably, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me? I don't know. This nigga walked in. He was from like Dubai or something. Like I'm not like he really was from Dubai or something. I think he. That's what he said. He walked in with no shoes. <laughs> And so he sits at the bar and I'm like, bro, you got to put your shoes on if you're going to sit here and order a drink. And he was like, who said I have to wear shoes? No shoes, no service. And I was like, New York State right. law, put your no shoes, shoes on. No service, like, sir. No, no service. So he finally puts his shoes on. He starts talking about how he's a prince and all kinds of things about how they don't, how they don't put ice in their oh, drinks sir. and how he can drink. I mean, just obnoxious. And then where he topped the night, is where he pulled out a little baggie and proceeded to snort a couple lines off of my What? <laughs> yes. I lost it at that point because I was already sick of this nigga. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you a fun thing about bartending. You can pretty much say whatever you want. <laughs> um, it's not, you don't have to be as diplomatic as the servers. You probably should not take my advice in that. But, I t- you know, he snorted a couple lines off the bar and I was like, bruh! Go to the bathroom like a normal person. <laughs> no. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? There are cameras in here. This is an establishment. So we ended up oh getting God. into it, but that's probably the rowdiest person that I've had. How I would handle that situation is just to get management and get somebody else to come kick this nigga out of my bar. Um, as far as you being a bartender who doesn't drink, that is going to pose a challenge. Not saying that you have to like, get faced at every single shift that you drink or anything like that. But you do have to taste your cocktails. You don't want to go into bartending with the mentality that you about to make a bunch of long islands and rum and cokes. And then that's what it is. Like you have to take, you want to, you want, this is your craft. So you want to get into it. You want to make sure that you're doing it properly. And I find that to be a little bit difficult 
if you don't drink at all. So I'm not sure what your reasoning is, if it's religious or if it's just a personal, just a personal thing, or if you just don't drink, you don't like the taste of liquor. But um, that might pose a bit of a challenge. So that's something that you might want to think about. So that's about all I got tonight. I'm, I feel like I've talked enough. I'm sorry. You, she wasn't even talking to me. She didn't even say hi. She did. She said hi. Oh, she did. I'm sorry, she girl. Did. That's why I said thank you for saying hi to Kia. I appreciate That's right, that. TT. I'm sorry, girl. You have manners. You better I be appreciate raised. you. Motherless. I mean, motherful. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I hope that helped a little bit. If you want to email me and ask me a couple more questions, um, I'll be definitely open to answering um, and helping you out as much as I possibly can. Uh, make sure you are continuing to send your honesty box questions to get and grown podcast at gmail.com. We're doing our best to try to get to as many as we can. Um, but we definitely love hearing from you guys. So thank you for writing in and make sure you guys continue to send those. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Cause everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y honey. Time for the petty pee. Ooh, give me some jams. What you humming? I was just humming random things. It wasn't even a real song. It's my love, black people, because we can make up songs on the spot. <laughs> um, what's my petty peeve this week? My petty peeve this week is for restaurants. If you know that your food quality is shit. Don't serve it so that I don't have to go through seamless customer service oh God. to get a full refund because you decided that you was going to put some slop in a bowl and send it to me. So I ordered some Chinese food for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I have a, like, I go through my seamless, I check ratings, I check reviews, and then I cross-reference with Google to see what their reviews are over there. You are you got, serious about it. Because I can't be playing around with my food. And if you have four and a half stars on Seamless, but you got three stars on Google, that's going to be a no. So you got to cross-reference. But anyway, this Chinese restaurant, I wanted some lo mein. I, I just had a hankering for some lo mein. They delivered this lo mein to me that as soon as you took the top off, reeked a freezer burn. What? I don't know if the meat was freezer burn that had to be the only logical thing but it was, was it awful i don't understand how cooked no. food can have freezer burn on it no it, it didn't have it like it smelled like like it smelled like freezer and which just led me to believe that it was some old meat that they defrosted but oh. i was very upset i literally took one bite and then i went to take i was like something's off and i went to take another one and i said oh this is funky Oh, this stinks. So then I made my coworker smell it. And she was like, oh, no, that don't smell right. And I I couldn't go forward. And I'm, I had to go through a whole process. I have to wait. And on top of that, they had an expensive, like, delivery minimum. So I had to order all this shit. And then they wanted me to send the food back. They were like, we're going to send a delivery man to come pick it up. Well, what are y'all going to do? Are you going to serve it to somebody else? <laughs> Probably. Filthy. Oh, God. So... That's my petty peeve this week. I'm super irritated with the Fortune House in Brooklyn who delivered me that nasty-ass lo mein and the the most tasteless hot and sour soup I've ever had in my life. There wasn't nothing hot or sour about it. 
Call them out. Anyway, what's yours? <laughs> I would like to have. I would like to speak directly to the people of of America who ride public transportation and wear backpacks and lack backpack awareness. Oh, not you me. understand that? You know, you have to have awareness. You have to be aware of your body and how it how it moves within a space. And most yeah. especially, if your movement is infringing upon somebody else's personal space. So when you wear a backpack, I wear a backpack on the train. You have to realize that your backpack becomes a part of you. So if your backpack keeps hitting me, that's like you hitting me. And I'm only going, I'm not going to allow you to hit me, but so many times before I hit you back. So my petty peeve is for people who don't, you know, and it's like they're, you know how when we were kids and we had mad books we had to carry for school and your backpack would just be like this mammoth thing on your back and yeah, you look like a ninja just turtle. ridiculous, right? But I'm talking about yeah. grown adults who have these huge yeah. backs on their uh, bags on their back, backs yes. on their backs, yes. and then <laughs> and then just moving through the train like they don't have a, a huge bag on their back, just bumping into everybody. Just every time you turn around, you're just having casual conversation with whoever you're with, with your travel companion. And you, meanwhile, back at the ranch, you bumping people's shoulders and knocking over cups of coffee and small children and bumping into people's pregnant bellies with your big old bag on your back. There was a little Asian lady on the Metro here recently. And she came through bumping through the Metro eight in the morning. So, you know, it's packed. She got this big bag on her back and she literally knocked everybody who she passed. And I, she knocked mm. the wrong person one too many times and got shoulder check and ended up on the floor. And I, why? Because she lacked um, backpack awareness. You've got to have awareness. See? I'm here to tell you. And if you don't, people will make you This aware. is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Okay? There's a little handle at the top of there your you backpack go. You- that is for when you take it off, you hold it down at your side. That way you can see it and you can know when it's touching somebody. When it's on the, you your back, maybe you're not aware that it's actually touching another person. But as soon as I get on the train, especially if I have to stand or move through a group of people, I take my backpack off and I hold it by that handle or I switch it around to the front of me where I can, you know, use my arm to buffer it or however. But you can't just be out here hitting people with your bag. So you're going to get hit back. That's just the bottom line. Why? Because you are a considerate person, sis. I really try to be. You are I really try to be. You know what? I have another petty okay, peeve. I'm sorry. It. I am like the reason I get so let me explain to you all the reason I get so viscerally angry in public is because I really strive, and I feel like I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more, I strive to be a considerate and decent person in society. I really, really do. I don't walk around with a sense of entitlement that some, that people, like I deserve for people to treat me a certain way. I don't move like that. So when people are inconsiderate, it drives me to a level of insanity. Today, we pull up on a cab driver in a parking mm-hmm. spot. And he's sitting in the car. So we're looking for parking. We're trying not to park in the garage because it's $30. And so I rolled the window down. I said, excuse me, are you waiting for somebody or are you parked? He said, I'm waiting for somebody. I said, do you mind moving up so we can get in that parking spot? This is not a parking spot. Yes, it is. Okay. So now you're trying to tell me something. You're not right. (laughs) 
So I'm like, yes, it is a parking spot, actually. And it would be really great if you could move up and wait further up so that we can get into the actual parking spot because we'd like to park for the next several hours. He's going to tell me no. No, I cannot move the car. I said, if you just go sit over there by that hydrant or that open space, you can wait for them right there. It's just as convenient. I'll get a ticket. No, you won't get a ticket. Like, what are all these wrong facts that you keep spewing out of your face? So I'm like, no, you're not going to get a ticket. You're sitting in the car. Can we please have the parking spot? No, I'm not going to move. I was like, you know what? I hope something terrible happens to you today. Oh Fuck God. you. I rolled the window up. Oh and I tried. I didn't throw anything today. <laughs> I didn't throw anything. And I did. And my coworker was like, well, you approached him in a polite way. Like, you were very nice. And, you know, he was being a dickhead. And I'm like, I know. So that is, so that for me is a petty peeve or a huge peeve, should I say. People who are inconsiderate of other human beings and just don't use common sense. And how they move because society can move so much smoother if your dumbass would just go sit by a hydrant. Go off. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening to episode 54 of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia, where we talk about all things adulting the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes, taxes of being an adult in the year of our Lord 2018. Um, like Jade said, we thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Continue to send your emails, tweets, Facebook comments, Instagram comments. All of our social media handles are always in the description box. Y'all know how to reach us. Continue to keep the conversation going. Everybody, make sure that you get started on an American marriage by Tayari Jones for next month. Um, if you're, if you want to participate in our ticket giveaway for the, um, live show remember our question um send your response to our question to the getting grown email and we will pick a winner and announce it when we announce this when are we gonna announce uh next week because the show is next week (laughs) well there you have it there you have it ladies and gents um i think that's it sis anything else nope just in the meantime since this is an episode of taking care of ourselves, we want to make sure that we are drinking our water first and foremost, mm-hmm. minding our business mm-hmm. and moisturizing because that's self-care. Because why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Later, nigga. Bye. Thanks again to Everly Well for supporting this week's show. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible. But now it's easy to order the test you want at EverlyWell.com. EverlyWell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of physician-reviewed private tests from food sensitivity to metabolism to thyroid. No more sitting in waiting rooms or waiting on your results. Head to EverlyWell.com and use promo code G-R-O-W-N to take 15% off your first order. EverlyWell, your test on your time and on your terms. Through good times and bad times, knowing you can always count. No, it's I'll be on your side. You oh, just yeah. Mix, you just mix both it's okay. It's okay. You're right. I'll be on your side forevermore. Forevermore. That's what friends are for. <laughs> I remember when, when 
I always love how Gladys comes in. <laughs> Gladys can do no wrong. Keep shining. Come yes, on, Gladys. Yes, yes. when <laughs> you can always count on me. Sing, Gladys. <laughs> oh, for sure. Gladys is runs our legendary. Why do you sound just like <laughs> Because I've always wanted to be Gladys Knight. Say Gladys, you know you work too hard. Gladys is, oh my gosh, she's Love right there. Under, <laughs> yes, she's right there under under Patty. Like, she is. Woo, she is. Like those are the aunties, Patty, Gladys, and Anita. Like that's like a little. Oh that's man, that's a collective for me. That's a collective. But anyway, I gotta see Gladys live. Okay. All right, I'm gonna start. Um. I, I can't even tell Ty not to put that in because he's disrespectful. He probably going to do it anyway. He don't listen to me. We know you, Ty. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.